I'm Bridget Fettesy, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of February 13th to February 26th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. You guys don't know how much work this takes us. It is like four days of work. It is by far the most labor-intensive project we have, and Maggie... And all of us are here to provide you humor in the dark times that we live in. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know where to find our super awesome unedited version, you can go to Phetasy.com, which is hosted by Locals. Locals is great for independent creators. It is a platform that provides the tools for people like myself and Maggie and... Sammy Flaps and Folds, and any kind of independent creators to publish, operate, and grow their business all in one place. You can engage with your supporters, make money from subscriptions, you own your data, you have control over getting paid in real time. It is so empowering, too, because it's a place where if you're afraid of maybe getting booted off YouTube or shadow banned or many of the things that are happening to creators who say things that might not be in line with some of the narratives that are approved, you at least have a plan B. You at least have a place where you can gather your community of people who are like-minded to, to talk and share ideas. Go to Locals and check it out. And at Phetasy.com, if you subscribe, you get the unedited version of Dumpster Fire every Sunday. You also get live streams, which we've been doing a lot of, and you get to meet other people who are just interested in having a conversation. Don't forget, time is running out, to buy your women limited edition hoodie. You can go to squidprintdtg.com slash dash shop to get your limited edition women hoodie. Link in the description below. Okay, so we had some comments from last week, too, I want to go over. We didn't ask anyone specifically to tell me stuff in the comments, which we forgot about, so. (laughs) This week, I want you to tell Maggie in the comments your entire dissertation on the Russia-Ukraine conflict. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Bridget. (laughs) Okay. Uh, in the comments, we actually had someone from the Phetasy community write in and say that the reason they subscribed to Dumpster Fire was when Cousin Maggie said her favorite movie was Last of the Mohicans. I was like, yes, nerd. Nerd alert. I will uh, find you. Hopeless romantic alert, actually. Best movie ever. Anna Banana Rama said, your description of Gen X is spot on, and I love us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Christian Moore said, more politicians were cannibalized by the Dutch people than died on January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) Actually true. (laughs) Crystal M said, I don't want that to happen, but I would laugh. Ari Bezos versus Dutch cannibals. Bridget is the best. When you were like, I don't want Jeff Bezos to get eaten by Dutch cannibals, but I would laugh. (laughs) I would still laugh. I think we all would, in our hearts at least. And then um, 
Brindle Dwyer said, the only issue I have with your show is I have to keep rewinding because I'm laughing so much from all the stuff you folks say. This is truly one of the funniest weekly shows I've ever had the pleasure to watch, and my sides are in so much pain from the laughter. Here's to more of this every week. I wish we could do quotes from like all of the famous people who constantly text me, and they're like, most underviewed show ever. <laughs> like, Thanks. I know you can't publicly admit that. Thanks for <laughs> telling me privately and not daring to publicly. I know, you know, it's like <laughs> John Stewart and all those like late night shows are like, did it with the quotes from people. Uh-huh. Whitney loves it. Yes, she does. She publicly admitted it. She too. publicly admitted it. She's not afraid. Dumpster Fire with Bridget Phetasy is easily my favorite news program. <laughs> it is the only thing that fucking makes me laugh. When you were talking about um, the sort of like left wing hypocrites that have like yachts, but they're environmentalists yeah. and like, you know, and they're flying private and about like they're going to start naming their yachts the USS Greta Thunberg just to like <laughs> like the, there's no extent to how ironic this gets someone was like oh no you're taking a week off like watch the world's gonna end we always do every yes. time we take away we should never take a week off <laughs> it's true uh, dumpster fire controls yeah the, the simulation it does and every time we take a week off like sh- goes off the rails it's inevitable we're just, sorry just wait till matilda's here <laughs> yeah we're taking <laughs> the month of may now. off i know right Good grief. what does alex jones have to say about the month of may we'll get to that later no it is unsettling and we did joke in the stories boring stories we're ignoring that we're like we might be at war next time we come back and we are at war yeah we aren't we aren't but because we're put. There's one that started that has the potential to escalate to World War Three, so, <laughs> And probably hooray. will in May. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're wondering when uh, World War Three is really going to get going. Like, comment, start... and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. And please make sure that you're finding yourself a bunker for May. All right. Russia so Russian. Russia invades Ukraine on multiple fronts. <sighs> I mean... There's no way for me, a dumb American in an undisclosed location, to properly synthesize all of the information and regurgitate it because I'm a moron who doesn't understand anything, particularly the culture half of a global way, the complex geopolitical relationships between all of these countries and the insight into a madman like Putin mm-hmm. on top of the will of the Ukrainian people. Yeah, and the history <laughs> of like political decisions that got us here. And the gas, I mean, talk about capitalism always winning. Yeah. And the gas deals and who's to blame for what. And there's, it is the Chernobyl of bad takes out there. That's all I know is that in, I always wondered what it would have been like if social media was around during World War II. And dear God, I don't wonder that anymore. And it is weird. Jaron came walking into the living room the other day and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Are you still watching war? (laughs) (laughs) And I was. He was right. You know, it's like I'm just scrolling on social media and it is like it's unsettling to be watching war. Yeah. 
And then you're not even sure how much of it is Jaron always comments. It's like the same five videos that go around. I mean, I think it's largely misinformation that's on there. Or disinformation. Well, I mean, I think most people are misinformed and spreading false things. I don't think there's a willful. But there is the willful. There is that willful part as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to make sense of. No, and we're trying to make sense of it. And I'm seeing just take after take after take, which we'll cover. And. You know, people say, like, everybody's so shocked, but you haven't been t- paying attention to Putin. But people in in Ukraine were shocked. People in Russia, reporters in Russia who have been covering this were shocked. Russians didn't think that even Putin was crazy enough to do something like this. So it's not completely out of the question that as much as you I have been observing how insane Putin is for decades, what he's done in Syria, all of the horrific atrocities the man has committed on his own people, journalists, pushing people off balconies, disappearing, <laughs> poisoning, whatever it takes. He still, it seems like it's like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> this is like a Leroy Jenkins moment, even for Putin. Right. Oh, it's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, comes up. Ready, guys, Let's or- do this. Leroy Jenkins. Oh, my God, he just ran in. Totally. Apparently, the only people that expected this and could do anything about it are intelligence department. (laughs) We're saying all along, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And they did nothing. Well, we all were like, nah, it's not going to happen. (laughs) Because it felt like they were daring Russia to invade. And I felt so ashamed about my own bad joke tweet that I had where I was like, oh, Biden, you're expecting this. And and everybody's like, how do you feel now, moron? I'm like, well, I feel dumb, but... It did. Why were you predicting this for two weeks and telling us like they're going to invade and you know this and the the most you can do is like slap a sanction on them? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. What's the point of being like, it's going to happen. And you can see the media kind of getting like disgustingly excited because like like, like, like a dog. Before yeah. It, like shakes its butt and like jumps. Or they're like, oh, we're going to go to war. <laughs> I'm like, try, try yeah. to calm down, guys. Let's prop up those flagging numbers. Yeah. I mean, we were having the discussion. I said, why can't we just assassinate him? And, <laughs> and Jaren, I was like, that's exactly what I was And thinking. then Luna's like, what yeah, why wrong? can't we? What could go wrong? <laughs> and I was like, I said this the other day to Jaren, and he looked at me like I was the dumbest person <laughs> in the just, entire world. I mean, we're not like it seems to assassinating be... the governor of New Hampshire <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> Seems to be a female, like a women thing, where we're just like, can someone please take this out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It does seem you were like, oh, what could go wrong with that, Bridget? We can't just be taking out like world leaders. I'm like, why? We've done it before. I mean, we, yeah, we definitely have, <laughs> and and usually to some seriously unforeseen consequences. I I, I think you know, there's a time and a place for this. I don't know that this is it. <laughs> that we're there okay, yet. Mr. Voice of Reason. <laughs> Whatever, mansplainer <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I'm waiting for Team Fantasy to be called up and sent in to take out Putin. This is why on all the shows about assassins are always female, because they're the only ones who have the balls to take out world leaders. And then there were like, I don't know if this was true, the mobile crematorium thing. Did you see that going around? Yeah, again. I mean, who the Invented that. We're not sure. Again, I don't know if it's true. It just was going around. Some things aren't even worth researching. What a time to be alive! It fits my narrative, so I'm not going to research. It it was an article in the Telegraph. Who knows? Russia deploys mobile crematoriums to follow its troops into battle. 
to kind of hide the casualty Their losses. Numbers. Like, oh, we haven't lost anybody. What's the mobile crematorium for? <laughs> we just, you know, we just bring it along. <laughs> yeah, it's just stuff. so weird. <laughs> I, I just hate Who it. brought that along? <laughs> yeah, That's you're weird. like, who brought the crematorium? It's a barbecue. It's just, we just like grilling. Folks, if you are one of us and you feel confused, conflicting emotions, like, I hate war. Is it our authority to be over there? Do we belong there? Where's the line? How do you stop this? How do we support them? Just know you're not alone. A lot of people out there have their perfectly, you know, I know everything takes. That's not us. <laughs> <laughs> My take is that I don't know shit. And I'm repeatedly reminded of that over yeah. and over again. We know nothing and we're not afraid to admit that. We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsors, IP Vanish and Masterworks. Are you tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet? Maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you or you're concerned about the privacy of your identity? Using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. This is a big deal for somebody like myself. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. Go to ipvanish.com slash dumpster and use the promotional code dumpster and claim your 70% savings. That is I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash dumpster and get your 70% off savings now. Protect your identity and yourself online. I know when you think of investment portfolios, you think of that girl from Dumpster Fire, but that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. I recently learned that top earners allocate around 20% of their wealth into just one asset class. With inflation at a 39-year high and with no signs of stopping, on top of COVID variants affecting the stock market and other variants as well like war, it's a pretty good time to rethink what you invest in. One of the smartest ways to diversify your portfolio is by investing in fine art. This is a really cool idea I think most people can get behind. Maybe you've never thought about it, but the 1% have been doing it for centuries and the ultra-wealthy have been at it forever. Masterworks is the first and only fintech company that securitizes blue chip artwork from artists like Warhol, Banksy, and Basquiat, so anyone can invest in multi-million dollar paintings at an affordable entry point. For example, the first painting Masterworks sold was Banksy's Mona Lisa for $1.5 million. It eventually went on to get investors a 32% net annualized return. Over 300,000 investors are already doing it. If you want to join them, visit masterworks.art slash dumpster. Again, that's masterworks.art slash dumpster. And see important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. There have been some theoretically true acts of bravery. Yes. Which brings us to the BDE Award. <laughs> 
Ukrainian woman confronts Russian soldiers and asks them why they came, <laughs> urges them to put sunflower seeds in their pockets so that flowers will grow when they die on Ukrainian <laughs> land. <laughs> I mean, dude, European women, Eastern European oh. women will cut your soul. American women will key your car. Slavic women will key your soul. <laughs> <laughs> they are so freaking, they just get right to the fucking... She said it twice. Twice yeah. she said, I put these sunflower seeds in your pockets so sunflowers grow and you're on the ground. Yeah. Just balls. The balls on that woman. Yeah. I love I, – I mean the Slavic, the Eastern European people are a hard people in general. Like everyone in Ukraine has BDE, it seems like. Uh-huh. They just have a, a country of big dick energy. Americans have like chode energy. <laughs> <laughs> Short, fat dick energy. (laughs) We wish we had this kind of leaders like Zelensky, who used to be a comedian, and now he's like leading his country bravely into the resistance against. I mean, the David versus Goliath feeling that this evokes in people is so natural. I woke up this morning and in my kind of waking up haze, I was like, I kind of want to go to Ukraine and fight. (laughs) It doesn't inspire that kind of like, let's fight for the something bold and true. And well, that is another winner of the BDE award. Ukrainian President Zelensky says he is staying in Ukraine. He has intel that he's Russia's top target and his family is target number two for Putin. But he's staying. I loved his quote when he was talking about how the Americans wanted to get him out. The U.S. reached out to him and said, we want to get you out. And he's like, I need ammunition, not a ride. (laughs) (laughs) This again, allegedly. That video is great. It was kind of going around black Twitter and they were talking about it looked like a Wu-Tang video. It's like (laughs) him and like all the guys in the background and they're like, come on. Some tweet that was going around too that was like, this is the most gangster shit ever. This guy used to be a comedian and now he's like on the ground with his troops in Ukraine leading them against Putin and the Russian army. It's insane. Yeah. It is like the most wild thing. And they're kind of somehow holding their own, although I don't really understand how. And that's when it gets very like weird and What's really going on here? I don't know. Like, their comedians are standing toe-to-toe with Putin, and our comedians can't even find Ukraine on a map. Dave Yates was saying he had a tweet, and he was like, you should have to be, like, show a video of you finding this on a map before you make a joke about the situation. (laughs) And it's true. All right, then we have... 13 Ukrainian defenders of Black Snake Island were killed after refusing to surrender to Russian invaders. They told Warship to go f*** themselves. Yeah, this was a great story and so heroic and inspired so much patriotism. And I think we should take a moment of silence for those 
13 brave soldiers. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm just getting some news. There are conflicting reports. Oh, it seems they may have surrendered, actually, these 13 soldiers. And not died. And not died bravely defending their snake island. <laughs> we don't know. That's the thing about the craziness of war on social media is that propaganda during wartime is rampant anyway. And in social media, it just flies around. Videos that are from 2014, videos that are from... Not even this war videos. There was a video game. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Arma Three game of the, the <laughs> that was going fighter around. pilot engaging ground forces and being attacked, and it was from a video game. Yeah, I mean they used to have to like drop leaflets from planes, <laughs> like full <laughs> pamphlets. Why would we think that there aren't Russian troll farms working on propaganda? And and like they said. Michael Tracy was saying it's omnidirectional propaganda. So it's also coming from Ukraine to bolster their troops and bolster the yeah, sense of global support. Yeah. And all, all sorts of Who things. knows what's true. There was that one that went around that was pulling on the heartstrings of everybody. And we were all weeping watching it. It was a, a Ukrainian father saying goodbye to his daughter as he's staying back to fight in the war. <laughs> And then it turns out, no, P was Russian. <laughs> Going to fight in Sending Ukraine. Sending her home so she can fight against Ukraine. It plays on your emotions. Yeah. War propaganda is so powerful because it plays on all of those. Your the biases, David versus your... Goliath feeling that's so powerful. The biases that you already have. Yeah. It's just. Well, I mean, and the Russian soldiers are being told they're fighting neo-Nazis. <laughs> that they're like invading Kiev to like. D to Depo take it, depose, depose the, the Jewish leader of Ukraine. And meanwhile, here in America, all the neo-Nazis are like, yay, Putin. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he's oh, like, God. we're like, bro, the Nazis love you, Putin. They're like all about you. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts out there, guys. I would, lo I would love to know what the narrative is inside Russia, if you're a Russian citizen, like what do you actually believe is happening? Well, that brings well, us then, to all the Russians who are protesting. Yeah, these are also are winners of the BDE <laughs> award. Thousands of Russians protest the invasion of Ukraine in St. Petersburg and Moscow. Again, they're like, they know they'll murder, he might murder them if they protest. And they're still like, nah, we're, pro we're protesting. It's very, it, it is, it is, again, truly inspiring to see these acts of defiance and bravery. This was like with Hong Kong, where you see these people standing up to these very totalitarian governments. And in the face of it, they're still like, no. And I always wonder, will I be that kind of person? Right. They know they're risking a lot. They're yeah. risking their lives. They're their risking, families. Yeah. I mean, they're interviewing sports people and they're trying to be like, no, I'm not for this, but I have family in Russia. And they'll kind of repeatedly be like, I still have family in Russia. Mm -hmm. And there was that tennis player who wrote No More War. Two sets, but Rublev said not so fast. And he might just have a message, Andrei Rublev. You know, those are 
people don't understand how brave it is for these folks to to dissent. Yeah. Because we sit here and we dissent and, you know, there's tear gassing and some arrests if it gets violent, but we're not going to get disappeared in a van or our family. Yeah. It's just not the same. And then we have a woman gave birth in a metro station in Kiev. <laughs> the f***ed thing about this story is the way they tried to spin it. Like, the tweet was like, but in some good news. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure this wasn't good news for the woman who gave birth in the f- metro. Right. How bad do things have to be that you're like, well, the, in some good news, a woman gave birth in a metro bomb shelter. Like, life always goes on. Like, right. Easy for you to say, motherfucker. I highly doubt that was in her birth plan. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't great news for her. I don't think, like, the lady's doula was some f***ing subway rats. <laughs> baby's going to have a hell of a story to tell. Yeah. I mean, it was cute. It was a very cute baby. This poor menstruator was in a cold subway giving birth. And they're like, the good news is... Must you? BDE award, though. That's some bad... I mean, again, the Eastern European women are, women are just another breed. Yep. Moving on. Troll in exile. Trump claims that if he were in office, Ukraine never would have been invaded. The Russian attack on Ukraine is appalling. It's an outrage and an atrocity that should never have been allowed to occur. It never would have occurred. I mean, it's a question that people have been asking. I just feel like, why is he even still talking? (laughs) (laughs) Go. This is just like, it is such like narcissism on fire. It's just like, how can I make this about me? And there is a lot of discussion about it, and I don't know anything about it. I do remember that I think he was impeached the first time for withholding Ukraine money, right? Like relief for money, aid to Ukraine, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of memory hold by the entire GOP. But I don't know. Like it's really easy to deal in theoreticals. And be like, oh, never would have happened if I was in charge. No, dude, your like bromance with Putin probably wouldn't have stopped this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would have. <laughs> I love how he's like, we're not best friends, even though he's a genius. <laughs> He'll be yeah, like, that was, that was such a weird relationship because he there's that whole video of him shaming Germany for being so dependent on Russia. Right. And then his sanctions against the Nord Stream. Yeah, the, the he was pipeline, right about all right? that. And then the second Biden came into office, they re- they removed those sanctions. It's such a weird it's such a weird yeah, relationship. Yeah, because he was, he was, he would take a hard line on it. And then at the same time, he'd be like so admiring of Putin and such a like, yeah. a, well, a stand, you know, he was like a fan of him. He has because, like such a hard on for Putin. Yeah. Well, it's because I don't think Trump really has any principles. It's against my vice principles. So he kind of, you know, goes with what's popular and then, you know, can kind of change his mind, but wants to be liked. It's this weird sort of opportunistic sort of like, narcissism like, sociopathy yeah, of like personality disorders all <laughs> rolled into one there <laughs> no but putin's like his ideal version of a man like in his opinion that's who he really wants to be in his secret heart of hearts yeah capitalism always wins oh my god applebee's commercials dominate cnn and msnbc's coverage of russia's invasion of ukraine
little bit of chicken fry. This was just, I mean, we are living in a dystopia. We're just, we're fully in it now. We're in in a Black Mirror episode. This is a Black Mirror episode. It just was so weird. It was showing like war breaking out and air air raid sirens. And then it was like just cuts to. This fucking dude in jeans doing a live dance. I'm so glad I didn't see this. Oh, God. America is the Applebee's of the entire world. (laughs) It really is. Applebee's had to release a statement apologizing on behalf of CNN. I don't even think CNN's released a statement yet about this. Because they just buy ads. I'm sure it was all pre-programmed. Yeah. But it also makes you seem like how desperate is um, CNN for money. By the way, who the f*** watching CNN is going to Applebee's? That doesn't even seem like the (laughs) right right market. Applebee's issued a statement saying, We are deeply concerned about the situation in Ukraine. When we were made aware that our ad was placed in this manner, we immediately reached out to CNN to pause our advertising on their network. (laughs) It never should have aired, and we are disappointed in the actions of the network. I mean, this is the most American sh** ever. We can watch air raid sirens and then be whisked away to an Applebee's within like seconds. It's like, (laughs) wow, this is horrible sh**. Huh? Let's go get some wings at Applebee's. That statement from Applebee's was from a fry cook, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, subscribe, and comment. Speaking of capitalism always winning, touch our bells and buttons. We are being throttled if you look at our numbers on this lovely place where we're having an abusive relationship with the platform. (laughs) So the best way that you can really encourage people to find us is word of mouth, as that is the only way they will probably ever be exposed to us in the entire world. And if you are on Rumble watching this, you can subscribe right up here to Locals and support the work that we do, the hard-hitting journalism that we're doing here. (laughs) And then we have Infos Wars. Sammy Flapson Folds is not here, but this is in honor of her. And she she submitted this. Send us this story (laughs) specifically to cover. Alex Jones predicted we'd be in war in February back in October 2021. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. Currently, that's the projections with the top people on the earth who claim they're not with uh, the New World Order Combine. Is war in February? This is the type of time, like right before World War One, right before World War Two, when everything kicks off. I mean, even a broken conspiracy clock is right <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> Alex Jones is Brostradamus. He's like the bro of Nostradamus. How does this guy know this? Sh- God, there's probably more video out there of him predicting war every month. Right. In the next three exactly. Years. That's true. Like, yeah, every month he predicts war like three or four months in advance. Right. So he'll always be right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Right. Sam isn't here to defend it. So we'll just leave it there. <laughs> We'd also like to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Sheath Underwear and Ha Ha Hot Sauce. Created by an Iraq war veteran to help keep his parts dry in the desert, Sheath Underwear has Come up with a truly innovative way to keep those balls separate from the rest of your junk. It's really, truly miraculous how nice and 
compartmentalized. It can take these family jewels and its dual pouch system, separated from your genitalia, which has its own little hole that it gets to poke through, separated from the legs. You can go dance. You can mow the lawn. You can move boxes around and your balls aren't swinging all over and you don't have to readjust them. Men love these underwear. My husband started wearing them and now it's all he wears. He swears by them. He finds them very supportive and comfortable. And they also have a line for women. They've got these amazing sports bras and they have booty shorts and undies. The fabric is modal fabric, so it keeps that pH balance nice and right where it should be. They're always introducing new products and patterns. It's a small business and we love supporting them. Go check out sheathunderwear.com and use the code dumpster for 20% off your entire order. That is sheathunderwear.com. Use the code dumpster. Link is in the description below. Speaking of another small business, this is the smallest business of all of our businesses. Ha ha hot sauce. Ha Ha Hot Sauce was made by our ours truly, our own in-house writer and comedian, Dave Yates. Dave puts so much thought and love into this hot sauce, and honestly, it is the best everyday hot sauce. I use it on eggs. I use it on tacos. I use it everywhere. It has this nice apple-orange-pear undertone with the vinegar flavor, but it's not too spicy, but just hot enough. It's really perfect. The Carolina Reaper is where it gets its spice. Dave makes these in small batches, and he is tirelessly devoted to our show, and we love him, and I would love if you could support him in any way. Go to hahahotsauce.com and get some hot sauce for yourself. That is hahahotsauce.com. And the link is in the description below. Support the people who write for us until we can pay them properly. (laughs) And also, it's just great hot sauce. And Dave is just a great person. Beyond parody. Oh, Lord. Okay. White women, come get your own. (laughs) Here we go. Actress Anna Lynn McCord makes the invasion of Ukraine all about her with a poem wishing she could have been Putin's mother (laughs) and giving him the love he obviously lacked as a child. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise. Dude, his mom loved him enough to make him think he would be an amazing dictator. I mean, imagine the kind of love that is some Eastern European Russian love is like, you will rule this whole country. You need a lot of love for that kind of self-confidence and belief in yourself. You need... To believe in your ability to be an autocrat, I think you had more love than most of us. (laughs) And it's so funny when they'll be like, white women are at it again. And you, I really want to defend my people. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't. No. Progressive white women in particular have lost their fucking minds. Are the worst. Good thing you're conservative. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you. (laughs) Every single quote tweet on that video is like, white women are out of control. I'm like, yeah, we are. Uh We're really out of control. We need to be stopped. I can't even defend this stuff. No, speaking of white women who need to be stopped, Joy Behar is upset that the Russian invasion of Ukraine will prevent her long-awaited trip to Italy. (laughs) 
50,000 Ukrainians mm -hmm. will be dead or wounded, yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people. It's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Ah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this. What's going to happen there? First COVID and now a war. <laughs> <laughs> Won't people please think of what happened to Joy Behar in moments like this? What is going on, ladies? Can for one second you not make this about you? I was so I looking forward to going to Italy. I was just been waiting Gosh. for four years and first we had the pandemic and now there are going to be floods of refugees. Oh, really? Oh, my Sorry, God. Sorry, the war-torn refugees flooding Italy are going to disrupt your vacation plans. I already converted my U.S. dollars to euros. I mean, come on. Ugh. Then we have NPR put out a thread about how to cope with the news cycle. Russia's attack on Ukraine means there's a stressful news cycle ahead of us. The reality of conflict is always a shock to the system. There is another version of this that goes around. And there's a joke that gets repurposed often. And it's it goes around and it says, like, me, when I was a kid, man, I wonder what it was like to live through historic times. And then it'll say, me, now, oh, man, this sucks. And I'm like, you're... What you have to like listen to Rachel Maddow and scroll on Twitter and order Postmates? You're not living through history. As Jaron and I were talking about the other morning, unless you're hearing an air raid siren outside, you're not really living through history. You're just observing it unfold online, yeah. and it's it, yeah, you're like tangentially living yeah. through it. They're not, but... they're not collecting silk and metal in your area <laughs> for the war effort so Rosie the Riveter can create bombers. Right? Like, you're this not, is not like learning how to make here. Molotov cocktails and shoot a rifle. <laughs> you're uh, just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right, trying to flee your country on a packed train. Yeah, you're not but, walking through the cold with your children. But the picture was so... Perfect. The illustration they use to describe, you know, the the brutality of this news cycle on the average person and in the West who's, you know, and it's like a, a green they person in the fetal position scrolling on their phone or iPad with like is that thing in the upper a brain, brain. Their, brain. their brain. Yes. It's oh. their brain getting mad at this, them. But this, that's perfect. It really is. <laughs> it's perfect. These, I mean, I it's mean, perfect. I, this is exactly who they're talking to. People who like can't so handle words. People business. who think words are violent. Yeah, and you need cry closets when you <laughs> they're know, probably in a cry closet. They in this fail their exam. <laughs> Yeah, this is a the generation they're speaking to. Just so coddled and weak and absolutely no resiliency right. whatsoever. And let's be clear. It's okay to feel sad of and be like upset about what's going on in the world and of feel course. empathy for the people that are suffering <laughs> through this right now, but to pretend like it's happening to you <laughs> and you're being about you. personally attacked by the war that's happening. This Content also makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> no, Jared, Jared I freaking finished the board the other day and was like, okay, the board is done and now I have to go kill myself. <laughs> and then there are all the SJW assholes being sure to work in their righteous causes into the news about Ukraine. There were a bunch of lovely tweets compiled by someone. There was someone who said, 
Reminder not to assign gender to anyone from Ukraine when tweeting about World War III. <laughs> oh Remember to use the correct term folks, F-O-L-X, when referring to all the Ukrainian folks. It's not hard to be inclusive of all genders in Ukraine. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually going to kill myself. <laughs> Someone said a lot of people in Ukraine crowding together inside. Only 35% of Ukrainians have been vaccinated. Less than 2% have been boosted. Yeah, that's what they're worried about. Yeah, that's exactly what they're worried about with bombs raining down on them is getting COVID in the bomb shelter. Then someone said, this has, isn't discussed much, but Putin very much benefits from white privilege. I just can't see a scenario in which a black or brown man running Russia would be allowed to invade Ukraine with no devastating consequences. White supremacy will destroy us. Oh, my God. I mean, please, if you're out there, maybe spare a thought for us online. Change changed your profile from a Ukrainian flag to an American flag because we are being bombed with bad takes. It's been a dumpster fire. It's a true dumpster fire out there. And it's evolving. We don't know where we'll be on Monday. No. Yeah, we have, we're shooting this Saturday. God it's only Saturday. knows what's happening on could Monday. Be Ukraine fighting. I could be Monday. in Ukraine Giving fighting. birth in a metro station or taking out Putin. She could be in a training <laughs> camp ready to take out Putin. <laughs> No, I'll probably be ordering Postmates, scrolling through war. <laughs> Talking about why hasn't someone assassinated that for yet? <laughs> Being like, honey, we were at my feet. <laughs> this war is really getting to me. Uh, like I'm emotional because I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we have dumpster diving. What's next in the dumpster? <laughs> I think we just have one thing. Oh, <laughs> it's true. All right. Russian users who attempted to visit Pornhub were blocked by a message that told them that the content had been stopped along with the Ukrainian flag and mes message of Ukrainian support. How else are they supposed to check on their sisters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> a joke I wanted to make online and I saved for you, Dumpster. You know how often I'm like, I want to make this joke online. I'm like, nope, save it for Dumpster Fire. No one watches that. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Come on, that's a great joke. It it's is right a great there. Joke. Breaking Bridget. I mean, I think this is the entire episode has broken me. <laughs> yeah. Everything going on is breaking me. But mostly it's the it's the certainty with which everybody talks about this. Watching all of the particularly American pundits and people who don't really know anything about I, I hate people speaking on the beh on behalf of Ukrainian people in particular. We don't know what they want. We don't know what the will their will is. I'm sure it's diverse as there are many millions of people in the country and we don't understand their mentality. It's a completely different worldview just to act like we know what's best. And I also believe that it's really hard to parse all of these competing feelings that one might be having. You know, some people feel very anti-war and they're like, we shouldn't be going, we shouldn't be going to war. All the neocons want war. But what is the line? At what point do you, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm just asking questions. Where is the line? At what point do you say, these people need help? We deserve, we should be helping them. There should, we should risk something, but is then it escalating the situation? I don't freaking know. Right. Nobody knows. Really, it doesn't even seem like the leaders of the world know this stuff. So why would I, an average moron, moron, 
Moron! Moron! Know anything. And then you have all these people with massive platforms spewing their takes as they come out of their head, and everyone's so certain that they're right. And I am baffled by that. It's like arrogance and ignorance, the combination of it, and just certainty. Like, here's how you do this. It's it's pervasive anyways, but in particular in moments like this, it just seems exceptionally gross and I'm just mystified by how how can you how are you so sure? Right. But that's it. This is you could talk about this being mediated, right? Everybody's right. playing their parts. Their takes are predictable. The depending upon who the person is, the take is predictable. I suppose mine right? is. And they're and they're appealing <laughs> to a certain audience, right? We can talk about nuance or subtlety and those things are great, but they don't they don't capture eyeballs, right? Right. So I mean, Some people are just so like, this is what it is. And they double down on this stuff. And it's like, this is a false flag or we shouldn't even be there. Or the Ukrainian people should surrender and give up. And it's it's like, you don't fucking know anything. Right. Well, it's it's and it's to me, it's not even the, you know, pundits or whoever are, you know, Okay, it's kind of their job to like come up with a hot take, hot take, (laughs) and like stress that it's the right one. But it's just kind of like normal people being like, "Well, if only we had done this, and this should have happened, and if this had this had been done right, we this never would have happened." It's just like you don't know. Everyone, you don't know anything. Yeah, everyone's a Monday morning quarterback. Uh Everybody in this situation, like, well, if I was in charge, I mean, if I was in charge, I would assassinate Putin. We know that probably wouldn't go very well. (laughs) But I like it as a plan. (laughs) But it does. And then the people who do try and parse like a a lot of these conflicting feelings are completely demonized. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For having any sort of I might have been wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm not quite as certain as I was. You had a a bunch of people come out and sort of, hey, hey, I was wrong. Right. Right. I'm not going to name them. But they when I got this wrong. Yeah. Right. And and then they just get completely shit on. Yeah, because our culture is so unforgiving and there's no room for I was wrong and I take this back or I've changed my opinion. Yep. It's just not it's not great and doesn't really help. I mean, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. You can just This is what my necklace is that that is it's a pause. Pause when agitated or doubtful. Uh-huh. You can just pause and observe. And admit, I don't know enough about it to form an opinion. That's very com- confusing, complicated. And it's hard too, even in our position, because I'm saying I don't, I don't know enough about this, but I do like making fun of all of it. Right, right. <laughs> so it's hard because even as I sit here and talk to you, I'm giving conflicting information and saying, you know, like, I, I understand why people would want to pay attention. I also understand why people would want to weigh in with their opinion. But it's just the certainty. Like, oh, we should have done this. Yeah. We should do this. It's so annoying. And to cleanse your palate from watching war, the internet is glorious. <laughs> I've never tried popcorn before um a lot of you guys are gonna be like how have you never tried popcorn guys i've never tried it before don't come for me so i thought it would be a good idea to try some popcorn i'm super scared i'm so nervous okay here we go here we go 
Um, I don't know. Let me try another one. I mean, it's okay. It's not like all that. I don't get the hype. <laughs> All right, fantasy news. We had Ian Higgins and Johan Hari on Watkins Welcome. Check out Watkins Welcome. Subscribe wherever you can. Check out Geriatric Mommy on our Substack. You can go into the link is in the description below. Subscribe. It's free. We're going to have a lot more content coming out of that Substack, so get on board there. I'm blogging about being a mommy, but we're also going to have letters from the politically homeless and so much more. Dumpster Fire, the podcast, is available. If you can't watch this, you can definitely listen to it. Wherever podcasts are available, subscribe, tell your friends, get on board. We're on Rumble, and you can subscribe to our locals easily right here if you're watching us on Rumble. It makes it seamless. It's also where all of our video content will land first and foremost always. So go to Rumble and find us on our fantasy page. And join the community at Fetacy.com. We talked about it at the top of the episode. You can get our unedited version of Dumpster Fire on Sundays and so much more content, even things like I'm posting pictures of my baby bump, stuff I don't post publicly. It's a little bit more personal. So it's the fam. Join us at the fam. Shop our merch at BridgetFetacy.com and also our limited edition merch at SquidprintDTG.com slash Fetacy-shop. Go to either one of those places, get a dumpster fire hoodie, get a women hoodie. Those won't be around for long, so get on that. I would like to thank all the people who make this possible. Thank you to our sponsors, Sheath, Masterworks, and IP Vanish. Thank you, supporters, subscribers, people who are spreading us word of mouth since that's the only way. We're going to have to drop flyers to get attention for dumpster fire. <laughs> Like, subscribe, comment, and share. That's the best thing you can do for us if you want to support. If you can't support us at Fetacy.com. Thank you to Andy Chandler, Matt Monroe, Dave Yates, Better Fetacy, Luna Viola, Mr. Fetacy, Sammy Flaps and Folds, and Maggie. I can't do this without any of those people at all. It does not exist. Thank you, ZenPro Audio, for the mic. Go to ZenProAudio.com for all of your audio needs. Support small businesses that support us. Like, subscribe, and comment. Touch my bells and very increasing buttons. This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of February 13th to February 26th. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make me rich like a Russian oligarch. Ha, 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 ha.